Reading from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, the first through the twentieth verses. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to them. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Thus ends the reading of God's word. The scripture tells us, and they were terrified. Did you come to worship on this Christmas Eve expecting to be terrified? Or have you read ahead in tonight's scripture where the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Let's try to place tonight's story of the angel appearing to the shepherds more than 2,000 years ago into a modern context. Imagine a dark, cloudy December evening some years ago there were these three Dakota County workers playing, plowing ice and snow off of I-94, on the 494, on the route from Egan over to the Wakota Bridge. Just like the ones that I had been forced to follow on my way to church four weeks ago, when, and when they were nowhere to be found two weeks later when I really needed them. Imagine that you were one of these drivers. You are concentrating on the blade in front of you, on the truck you are driving. 
You also have to be aware of the position of the other two trucks so that together the roadway is being completely cleared and all the ice and snow now set off to the right side. <coughs> Suddenly, all three trucks stopped. You just had to stop what you were doing so you could take in the amazing sight in front of you. It looked like an angel had appeared. From nowhere, nowhere it appeared out of the sky and was standing just above you on the roadway in front of you. So even though it was amazing, it also terrified you. Since you had never seen anything like this, an angel appearing, dropping out of the sky in front of you. Then the angel said, do not be afraid. Imagine your thoughts as one of the drivers. Well, if an angel said it, it must be true. Then it also, so I can just turn off my emotions and put, not be afraid because the angel told me, do not be afraid. But wait a minute. It was seeing the angel that terrified me in the first place. And just telling me to not be afraid tells me that there probably really is something about to happen that might be terrifying. I mean, that's the only time angels say, do not be afraid. Then we heard the angel say, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of Gary, Indiana, just out of Chicago, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be signed to you. Just go into the poorest neighborhood in Gary. Look around until you see an abandoned garage with the garage door torn off. You may also see wild cats and dogs there in the garage. And you will find a baby <coughs> wrapped in an old ripped and torn blanket, laid in a large empty tree box to shelter the baby from the cold. The driver said after we heard this, the sky seemed to fill up completely with a multitude of angels saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those whom God favors. Well, believe me, there was nothing else to do. But all three of us got in our trucks, lifted up the blades, and hightailed it down Interstate 94 to Gary as fast as we could go. We forgot all about our responsibilities for clearing the roads. We all felt this world certainly needs to find a way toward peace. We simply had to find this baby and see if they, any of these amazing experiences could be true. Well, let me tell you, we did find the baby just as we had been told. And we've been going around ever since telling this amazing story to anyone willing to listen and anyone willing to be terrified. So I tell you this modern version, hoping that it might help you to open your imaginations 
especially open to being terrified by seeing something unimaginable and awe-inspiring in our modern minds. During my 20 years as executive director at Pathways, a health crisis resource center in Minneapolis, I developed my imagination in what I think were miraculous ways. I learned about and experienced many spiritual teachings, realities, and understandings that are outside of our Christian doctrine. I realized during preparation for tonight's message to you that I sometimes withheld sharing these experiences from other spiritual practices out of fear. My fear that some of these teachings might seem heretical to the Christian faith, even though my Christian faith has been strengthened and not weakened by these teachings. So tonight, I, opening your imaginations, I want you to just mention a few in the con of these learnings from the different spiritual paths in the context of opening our imagination to Christian teachings and to teachings of other religious and spiritual paths. I want us to begin by imagining a multitude of angels, imagining that we could actually believe in the prophetic word of the prophet Isaiah. That Isaiah foretold what was to happen this night. That we might be open to hearing the still speaking God the United Church of Christ speaks of that we might imagine those thin places in our experience where our reality and the reality of God seem to merge one with the other. That we might allow ourselves to imagine our sixth sense becoming awakened in us, such as the experience of deja vu, or interpreting of dreams and visions, and the hearing of voices speaking to us from unknown places. I remember one time at Pathways clearly hearing Howard, and there was no one there. <laughs> to knowing the meaning of the Buddhist words, telling us that there is within us a connection to God that is unborn and undying, to the many visions that have been reported by shamans and indigenous people attesting to an alternate reality that we as Christians might refer to as heaven or eternal life. But it is truly in their experience an alternate reality that can be experienced now rather than at the time of death. <coughs> to the many stories of near-death experience that culminate in the bright light that is experienced as unconditional love. And I want us to be open, even to be inspired by the events that have been reported to us that occurred at the time of the birth of baby Jesus. Not as stories that are rattling around in our minds, but as real experiences of angels 
multitudes, virgin birth, miraculous birth, a time of peace, a time of God's power coming to a manger. So what do we do with our fear? Disciples of Christ minister, Reverend Dennis Sanders, says this about fear in a Bible study he wrote for this week's narrative lectionary text. Fear is something that is sowed into the human heart. We deal daily with fear. This past year, Dennis says, has been an, seen a number of experiences that have made us scared. It also made us suspicious of refugees from Syria, worried that there could be terrorists among them. We are fearful of those who happen to think differently than us. Some fears are not fears based on people, but on our situation. Some fear if they can pay the rent this month or put food on our tables. Some fear losing jobs. So isn't it odd that the angel said, fear not? It is all around us. It has us in its grip. So the distinction around fear that I will close with us, this message tonight, is to understand that fear is a normal emotion, a normal reaction to something unexplainable in our minds. It is also a helpful emotion when there is real danger approaching us. However, fear can control our lives in a negative way when it keeps us from being open to alternate experiences, when it keeps us from being open to alternate ways of knowing God, when it keeps us from being fully ourselves and when it keeps us believing the words of the, the angel said to the shepherds, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. May we allow our imaginations to believe that this might be true for our lives today. May we all this night not be afraid or not be controlled by our fear. May it be so. Amen.